The Bible says this in Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. It says that you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So we're, we're talking today about this whole idea of what it means to have influence in the life of people. And here's what I really believe. I believe that God uses influence to reach people for his purposes. Now, I've heard a lot of well-meaning people say this. You know what? The world's hopeless. This person's hopeless. The only thing that can fix it is God and Jesus coming back. And that, that's the only way. And, and here's, here's the problem with that. Um, the problem with that is that fatalistic view kind of groups it that way. And what that means is it stops, it stops progress. See, it's not the Lord's will for his people to ever lose heart about the potential for change in people, in a community, and in the world. Matter of fact, if you think about some of the greatest revivals that ever took place, they took place because of some of the most darkest times in our world. So the reality is, is we have this ability in the midst of what we're facing right now to, to, to have influence in a way that actually brings change to a lot of people. Now at Canyon Hills, we say this very often um, to, to, to kind of keep on mission, to keep with vision, but Canyon Hills San Luis Obispo exists to inspire and equip people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We accomplish our purpose as we grow together in intimacy with God in community with other believers. And then this third part, influence in our world. Now that word influence can be, it can be rather tricky because if you're not careful, it, it can come down to kind of a self agenda. But what I'm talking about when, when we hear the word influence today is a holy influence that we can have on people. And in our opening passage of scripture, Jesus is using these metaphors of salt and light. As many of you guys know, they didn't have refrigerators back in the day. So the way that they would preserve meat is they would rub salt on it and it would keep that meat, um, it would keep it good. The whole idea of light, they didn't have a power grid. They didn't have uh, an outlet to plug into. They had oil and it went inside of a lamp and it was lit and therefore they could see. Jesus using this metaphor for us is, is, is talking about this, this type of, of influence and he goes from distinction to influence. See, there are a lot of people who really focus entirely on maintaining their distinction. In other words, us being different from the world, but they never move into the realm of kingdom influence. And that's what I, that's what we talked about. That's what I want to talk about in this, this, this quick form podcast is how do we actually go from being different, separate from the world, like the Bible says, to actually having influence in the lives of those around us, in our city, in our nation, and, and in our world? Well, I think it starts with asking this question, is how do we grow and influence where actual change takes place? How does that really happen? I think there's four ways. Number one is we must understand that prayer and influence are connected. We have to understand that prayer and influence, they are connected. One guy said this, he says, talk to God about your neighbor before you talk to your neighbor about God. I think one of the greatest ways to have influence is 
to, to understand and recognize the person that God has put in your, in your life, in your path, and you begin to pray for them every day. And the prayer goes along the lines of, God, how can I, how can I influence this person? God, where are they at in their life? What are the needs that they have? What, what's a way that I, could, that I can bless their life? Because here's the deal. When you pray, you're asking the Holy Spirit to create a climate for the gospel in that person's life. Every time you pray, something happens in you, something happens in that person, and something happens in the spirit realm. So if you're going to have influence, you have to understand that prayer and influence are connected. Number two is you must speak with God's word in love. The Bible says in Romans 1.16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So we have to speak God's word in love. We have to understand that, that when we speak truth, and God's word is truth, that it, it's got to be seasoned with love. So many times people want to, to share about God, but they do it in such a judgmental way with no love and no grace. If you want to have an impact and you want to have influence on someone, they, they, they've got to feel love. Proverbs 25, 11, great scripture. says, a word fitly spoken and it, it is like apples of gold and, and settings of silver. What that means is just, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. And uh, we understand that the word of God um, is powerful and it's much more powerful than the lies of the enemy. Look at John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. All right, thirdly, we must live in such a way that our lives point to the goodness of God. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. You've heard the quote, preach the gospel and when necessary, use words. And what that, what that means is that our life and our actions and the things that we decide to put our hands to, our good works, speaks to people. They see that. They hear that we care about them. We care about a community, but then they see us actually doing something for the community. And that's a powerful thing. And then lastly, we must understand um, in spiritual agreement for the community and our world. So spiritually, we, we've got to be on the same page. We, we have to understand that there is no ground that we are, are to surrender to the enemy. No part of town, no neighborhood, no institution, no school system, no family, no coworker, no teenager, no child. Nothing surrendered to the enemy. We have to spiritually agree for our community and our world. Matthew 18, 19, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So we gotta spiritually agree.